0: So, church, let us uh, go now to the Word of God, uh, Revelation 118. It, it, It really highlights our theme for this morning about biblical keys this morning. So, if you would, please join me in this, in these holy words. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore, amen and I have the keys of hell, of Hades and death. Amen and amen." Let us go to the Lord in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as the choir just a few moments ago beautifully uh, offered, Lord, their musical talents unto Your glory and spoke of Your promises that we are standing on those promises. Lord, what a very important uh, reminder, Lord, that as believers, Lord, we are not out in this world trying to live on our own without help. Lord, for You are there, for You are present, and the Bible says so. Lord, for uh, in this mighty book There are promises. There are promises of forgiveness. There are promises of freedom. There are promises of truth. There are promises, O God, of eternal life. So we are standing on those promises as people of faith, as people, O God, who need you in our everyday lives. Lord, we need your presence and your hand upon those everyday details of life. Lord, we're mindful and prayerful for Ron Jones, for friends, for family, for uh, the body of Jesus Christ, Lord, because we know, Lord, there are prayer needs. There's hurt, there's pain, there's surgery that needs to be. So, all of this needs prayer. All of this needs uh, the Holy Spirit's anointment. So, we give both the spoken and unspoken prayer requests unto you, Lord. And it's by no means selfish that when it's from the heart, let us always pray, for ourselves as well. If we are struggling with something, if we are going through a fire, Lord, I can't think of anyone better to turn our hearts and our faces to than to You. Oh God, help us, heal us, Lord. Guide us and remind us always that standing on Your promises, there is always victory. So, guide us, Lord, as a church. Guide us, Lord, as believers, Lord, putting Your will, Your perfect will, first in our lives. We're very thankful, O God, that we've got the Spirit, Lord, and the Spirit's vitality moving, Lord, in the hearts of every man, woman, and child here. What a blessing, what a gift that is. It's a gift that comes from you, seeking you, wanting to honor you each and every day. For we all, Lord, must stand upon your promises. We ask this now and always in Jesus' name, who gives us the Lord's Prayer. And church, if you would, please join me now in this model prayer that our Savior gives us. amen and amen. So, church, I am turning now to that first gospel lesson, the gospel of Matthew. So, I would invite you to open up uh, your own Bibles, refer to the screen this morning, chapter 16, verses 18-18. And 19. Jesus Himself, our Savior, gives us some insight about those keys that He is giving to those early followers. So, out of respect for uh, the Word of God, the very words of Jesus, I'm going to ask if you are able to please stand this morning. And as we are thinking about the keys that the Almighty gives to us, here now, the Word of God, from the very heart and lips of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He says this, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen, and you may be seated. So, uh, church, this text uh, really comes to a a dramatic uh, point here, where where Jesus is ultimately giving uh, a lot of information in uh, these two very uh, quick. Um, verses, but but I wanted to give you a little bit of background as, as to what happened very quickly beforehand. So uh, Jesus approaches uh, his apostles and, and he asks them a very direct question, and, and it's very interesting how uh, in all of the four Gospels he he does this in in one way or another, and, and in this particular a text from Matthew, he, he asks them that this very pointed, direct question, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And the apostles, rightfully so, they give to Jesus the answers of public opinion. Public opinion, like you are John the Baptist, you are Elisha. Uh, others say that you are Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And it's interesting that the one apostle who gives Jesus that specific right answer is Simon Peter. Okay, it's almost as though Jesus is looking right at him, directing his attention. To Simon Peter, and Jesus asks Simon Peter, "Well, who do you say that I am?" And Simon gives him that answer: "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And that then moves us into the text that is before us uh, this day. So, so I I, I thought how we would uh, begin uh, this. Uh, time uh, together is just to to think about something that's a part of everyday life, okay? You and I uh, probably have many uh, of these things, handfuls, pocketfuls, uh, and that's keys, okay? Keys. Uh, We've got keys for absolutely everything, do we not? We've got house keys, we've got church keys, we've got hotel keys, we've got a key for the shed, we've got a key for the safe. Uh, oftentimes, I, I've got so many keys, right, that I, I can't keep track of what all of these keys are for, and it becomes so heavy that there's this, there's this huge bulge, right, uh, in the pocket when I put the keys in the pocket, and I've got to do an inventory check. What are all of these keys for, right? Does that speak to you? Do you have way too many keys? And then somewhere along the way, we got real fancy, right? We went keyless, right? A key fob. Now, that's fancy. I I don't have a key fob for uh, my car, but the wife's got a key fob, and that is fancy, okay? You can do a lot with a key fob. Neat stuff, right? But keys, keys, keys keys are important. And I want us to think of the word key as one of the most important words in our lives. Let me say that again. The word key, when you think about it, biblically speaking, in an everyday kind of way, it is one of the most important words in our lives. And I want to speak more to that. So, let, let me show you just in the Greek for a moment what the word key looks like, okay? So, the Greek noun for key is kleos. The Greek verb for key is kleo. So share that with a friend or family member or neighbor, and they're really gonna be impressed, let me tell you. Okay? Kleis, kleo, key, okay? It's important that we know its origin, okay, and where it comes from. So now that we've got the Greek, okay, of what key means in both the noun and the verb, let's talk about its usage, okay? So in the Greek, both in its noun and verb form, a key or cleus or kleo, of course, okay, practically speaking, it gives us authority to access something, right? Makes good sense, okay? A key gives us the authority to access something. For instance, in an everyday kind of way, a door. We have the authority, you see, when we have a key to then access entrance or an exit in terms of a door, entry or exit, okay, to open, to close a door. Now. Let me back that up with the Word of God, because there's mention several times in both the Old and New Testaments about being given the authority to access a door. So firstly, let me go to the book of Isaiah, okay? The book of Isaiah, it is on your screen, but you can also follow along with me. Isaiah chapter 22, chapter 22. And I want to go to verse 22. Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22. So, a key, okay, gives us authority to access something like a door. Now, listen to this. Isaiah 22, verse 22, it says this, "'The key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder.'" so he shall open, and no one shall shut. And he shall shut, and no one shall open. There you go. Now, hold on to that Scripture, and let us turn to the very end of the Word of God, to the book of Revelation, the first chapter, the book of Revelation, the first chapter verse 18. Listen to this from the Apostle John. He says it in his own way, verse 18, about a key and authority and access. He says this, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys Of Hades, or hell, and of death. So, did you hear it again? There's access to an entry point or exit, and that is key. I I say all of that to say this. Let us go back now to the gospel of Matthew, and here it will begin to be crystal clear for us. These are Jesus' words. He says this in verse 19. Verse 19. Let me get there. My pages are sticking together here. There we go. Verse 19. Here we go. Jesus' words, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So you see, church, this idea of being given keys, which I want us to take note here that keys, by the way, is plural. It's not just one key, but it's many. It's multiple. It's various keys that Jesus is giving to Peter, to those apostles, to what? Here's what we're going to find out. Jesus is giving the disciples then the authority to access the doors of heaven and inviting them to enter in, you see. Because Jesus is not going to be in a bodily sense with the early followers forever. He, You see, He is a equipping them with what they need so that they will have authority and access to what will come. Because these followers, keep in mind, will be essentially the early church, and then they will gain followers, and then those followers will gain followers. So Jesus right now, even before He goes to the cross, He says, I want to give you the keys and prepare you and equip you and encourage you now. I want to give you authority to access or open the doors of heaven, you see, and invite everyone to enter in. Well, of course the church has to start somewhere. So the church started in Jerusalem, but but here's the mighty work of God. It didn't it didn't just stay there. It spread out. You see, it spread out with the help of both male and female believers, it spread out into Asia Minor and it continued to spread. But Jesus had to give them, you see, authority. He had to give them the keys to then access what only He could give to them. So, let me ask you a very practical question here. Church, would you like the keys to the kingdom? Let me just lay that on your heart this morning. Do you want the keys to the kingdom. Because if you do, Jesus will give them to you. But He asks something of you and I. He asks something of the church. And that is, number one, if I'm going to give you the authority to have access to the doors of the heavens above. You can't put a half-hearted effort into it. You've got to go all in. You've got to go all in with your faith. You've got to go all in with your energy, with your strength. You can't do it on your own. You can't want something for nothing. It can't be just a handout. You've got to be all in, Jesus says, and then I will give you the authority to access those divine riches. So, if you want the keys to the kingdom, church, I want to ask you to remember three things. And these three things are vitally important. I want you to write these three things down or just memorize them. These three things will keep you prayerful and will keep you grounded and anchored in the real thing, and that is Jesus Christ and His authority so that you can access the doors to the kingdom above. Three things. Number one, thanksgiving. Remember that word, thanksgiving. Number two, pray. And number three, ask. Thanks, pray, and ask. Let me explain that, and I'll bring our time together to a close. Let's talk about thanks or having a spirit of thanksgiving. We can do this in an everyday kind of way. Thank God, church, for the access that you and I have into the kingdom and into the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank Him every day for that. If you're having a terrible day, if you're having a stressful day, doesn't matter. Carve out time to give thanksgiving. Let the positives, like thanksgiving, always outweigh the negatives. Give thanks. Here's another one. Thank God for all of the benefits the kingdom offers us as believers. A life of peace a life of joy, a life of freedom, and eternal life with Jesus Christ. Let, let me just speak a, a, a truth for you, just one moment. You know this as well as I do. We have a lot of people in this world that are absolutely lost. They've got a big smile on their faces, but deep down inside they are hurting, they are broken, and they are absolutely lost. And they make decisions, not with any kind of counsel or prayer with God, but selfish decisions. And they continue to make those decisions, and that just leads them down a very destructive path, church. Thank God Share that thanksgiving with someone who you think needs it. A life of peace, a life of joy, freedom, and eternal life. Wow, man can't offer that to you, only Jesus. Here's another one. Pray that God will open your eyes to the keys of the kingdom that will give you access to the riches and glory that is Jesus Christ. It's simply saying, Lord, just open my eyes. Open my eyes that I might see You. I'm tired of looking into the darkness. I'm tired of just seeing the negative. Open my eyes. Make my spirit eyes so that I might see You. Pray that God will open your eyes to the keys of the kingdom given you to shut then every evil door of the enemy into your life. Close those doors of darkness. Close those doors of addiction. Close those doors that are leading me down a path that continues continues to encourage me to live a life of emptiness, of barrenness. Close those doors, God, and give me the keys, the authority, so that I might have access to those godly things that build me up and never tear me down. And then lastly, thanks, thanksgiving, prayer. Here's the last one, ask. Now, this may take you and I praying to God and asking for humility. There might be some of us that just don't like to ask somebody for help, but sometimes we really need it, and we suffer because we don't ask for help. Same goes in our relationship to Jesus. Church, it's okay to ask Jesus, to ask the Almighty Jehovah for help. So, let me end with this one. Ask, church. And if you need to pray for humility, do. I do. It's okay. It's okay to ask for help, to ask for a spirit of humility. So, church, ask God to give you wisdom. Ask God to give you the boldness to make sure that the use of the keys of the kingdom can be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. So, live with the spirit of thanksgiving pray, and pray often, and ask. This will allow us, this will uh, soften our heart so that God can use us and continue to use us so that we might have the keys to the kingdom, which if you think about it, what a glorious thing it is can be and will always be when you and I have those keys so that we can have the authority of Jesus to then have the access to the gifts from above. That's what Christ would want of us. That's what Christ wants for the church. Let us strive to do that. Every day. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, those three things, I want that to be on our hearts and our minds this day. That is thanksgiving, prayer, thanksgiving, and prayer. And then the boldness to ask, ask God, help me, Lord. Guide me, Lord, so that I might have authority and access to the kingdom, to heaven, and to your Son, Jesus. Praise be to your name. Amen.